Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Madeline's having a party. I'm going to go. You're going to a Chilton party? Yes, I am. Honey, why don't you just stay home and read the bell jar? Same effect. Hey, I'm going to be going to school there for the next two and a half years. Wouldn't kill me to be social. Right? What's wrong with that? Hey, this is Jess. And this is Sandra. This is Emily. Welcome to today's town meeting. And now... It's time for Sandra Sucky's Summaries. Hey guys, so we start this episode where we left off. Rory in a pink dress, freshly dumped, and Lorelai with her arms around her. We find out Dean, perfect stalker Dean, was the one who dumped Rory. But Lorelai finds out next to nothing else. A sweater that brings out the blue in Rory's eyes the bracelet Dean made her for her birthday, and Colonel Clucker all get stuffed in a Dean box that Rory demands to be brought far, far away, but in actuality, gets thrown into the back of a closet. Rory and Dean are over, dot dot dot. But hey, Rory's not one to dwell on sadness. It's a new day, and with that, the only thing that seems right is to be productive. Who cares if the couch no longer faces the TV? The living room has been redecorated. Plus, there's a list of things to do, and wallowing is not on there, no matter what Lorelai says or writes. Rory is fine. So what if she can't go through town or go by the high school and has to go through an alley to get to Luke's? Trash is incredibly interesting, right? But at Luke's, both Lorelai and Rory have their spirits crushed. Lorelai with Rachel and Rory with Well, everyone. You know it's bad when you're getting a pity talk from Kirk. Actually, scratch that. You know it's bad when the diner owner starts beating up your now ex-boyfriend. But hey, there's a list and the Gilmore Girls will get shit done. From soap dishes to extension cords, their house will be outfitted with new things. And if people could just stop bringing up the breakup, that would be great. Thankfully, Rory finds the invite Madeline gave her last episode, and Lorelai agrees, but suggests she brings Lane. The two girls get dressed, get money, keys to the Jeep, and a cell phone, and Lorelai is left alone with her own box, this time a max one. So decisions are made, cars are borrowed, and Lorelai Gilmore returns to her ex. Time for I miss yous and making out. Not even a table can separate them. Meanwhile, at the party, Madeline pairs green with hot pink, Paris is the French soda monitor, Lane gets asked to dance by a Korean boy, and Rory witnesses Tristan and Summer argue. Not just once, but twice. 
with the second one being a breakup. Lane and new boy Henry, you know, Mrs. Kim's dream boy, cannot stay apart for even one minute. And neither can Max and Lorelai, who end up in bed together and end up realizing they're not going to solve anything staying away from each other or by not staying away from each other. It's a bit confusing. But basically, Max is going to call Lorelai from now on. Back at the party, Rory finds Tristan freshly dumped in the piano room, badly playing. She sits, and for the first time, they have a decent conversation. Tristan calls Dean an idiot for breaking up with Rory, and she offers to stay in Reese Summer. He calls her odd, she thanks him, and then when he slowly leans in to kiss her, Rory does not pull away. But the tears come, and Rory Gilmore does her patented kiss and run for the second time this series. The episode ends with Lorelai arriving home to see a crying Rory finally ready to wallow. And that was the breakup part two. Let's discuss. All right. So sadness continues. Yeah. Or like lack of sadness. Yeah. More like shock. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. What happened? I can't tell. Is Rory trying to? Like she's not in denial at all, but I don't get the, I'm not going to be the girl that breaks down and wallows. Like, yeah. No, you don't, you have emotions. That's okay. Don't I let like, it like ruin everything. She's seen her mom break down and wallow. You know, like we've literally seen her curl up in bed with Lorelai as Lorelai cries about a breakup. Does she yeah, think that that breakup. makes Lorelai weak? You know, like. It just, it's interesting. I think she's young and she's a reader. So she reads all these books about these women who um, are breaking free from breakups or romances. And she thinks that she has to be like them. And I think you see that the same way with like how we view people in media, right? So like we watch Mm -hmm. Roy and we think, oh, she's acting strong. Is she acting strong? As a teenager, you think maybe, but as an adult, you realize she's she's not having a good time right now. Yeah. Her attitude for most of this episode is very, like, I'm just going to ignore it. Yeah. I just want it to be like it didn't happen. I don't want anybody to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I'm just going to move forward, which, like, I think we've all had situations where it's like, yeah. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to deal with it. I'm just going to distract myself with something else, but she's just also just like not very nice to Lorelai who's you know I mean pushing but yeah Yeah. but like I don't know I really feel for Rory in the scene and I've had moments with my mom like that where it feels like I can't talk even though maybe I want to I just can't and I feel like that's where Rory is yeah I feel like sometimes if you say it that makes it real like, yeah. as long as you don't say it, you know, maybe it won't be the case. I don't know if that's quite the case here, because she does say that we broke up. Yeah. We've broken up. She doesn't share the why. Yeah. Which I find I find interesting, but at the same time, it makes sense, because she hasn't really shared anything else Dean-related mm-hmm. with Lorelai, unless it's, like, in your face, mm-hmm. or Lorelai drags it out of her, like, the first kiss episode. Rory's very yeah. guarded, especially yeah. with like her feelings and love and Dean. Mm-hmm. 
makes me wonder, like, what she saw Lorelai go through as she's growing up, like, with her relationships. Mm -hmm. Because it sounds like Lorelai kept them very separate. The Rory was never around them. But then, so as Lorelai her entire... Yeah, but pre that. I, yeah. I feel like Rory's basing her entire view of love based off of Lorelai and Chris. Because other than Maybe. that, that's the only relationship I think she's even potentially been exposed to. Yeah. From her mom. Well, real quick, I want to mention the lighting is super pretty in this, in this scene. Like the darkness mm -hmm. and Lorelai, um, her, I guess her pale face making the light kind of thing. Yeah. What's really creepy is the clown pillow that's right next to her, which is yeah. super creepy and took me out of the scene completely because all I could see was that creepy clown. ASB's clown pillow makes another That makes like a menacing, scary clown. Yeah. <laughs> if Gilmore Girls is a horror film. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one thing Lorelai mentions is it's he's one step away from stalker material. You're not wrong. And I and that's a good thing. That that's a good thing. Yeah. Paint it as a good thing rather. I mm -hmm. think in Lorelai's case, I think she felt like she was exaggerating. Was she? And just yeah. trying to like say how in love with Dean yeah. or how in love with Lori Dean is. But it's like, no, like Lorelai, you're you're spot on here. There's no exager exaggeration needed here. Yeah, Lorelai is also like, if Rory is shocked, you know, Rory was in it. Rory knows all of the different elements of what caused this. Lorelai doesn't have all of those puzzle pieces, right? She just has seen this boy is obsessed with my daughter, and then they have a date, and then this boy has broken my daughter's heart, right? So yeah. she's I, scrambling to pick up the pieces, too. She's, like, Dean, like, the same Dean who is obsessed with you. Yeah. Well, and I think Literally she's, obsessed. she's totally in the right to ask, like, did he try mm -hmm. something? Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like Rory, and, you know, I get Rory's um, frustration or anger towards that question, because mm -hmm. when you're a teenager, you never want to hear your parents talk about sex, right, or anything yeah. to do with it. Yeah. But... Lorelai had to ask that question. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially with Rory being so shady about it, right? Like, she's just like, we're not together anymore. He doesn't want to be with me anymore. It, we're done. And nothing else? Like, that's a very legitimate possibility for, oh, for sure. a reason why somebody might dump somebody out of the blue, you know? I do think part of Rory's reaction to that question, though, that God, no, was more of, like, Dean wouldn't do that. It was more yeah. like mm -hmm. appalled at the thought that he might do something like that. Yeah. Layered with, that's a gross thing to talk to your mom about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's also Admittedly, literally the night before, that same night she asked her mom if it was a dirty dream about her teacher. Oh, that's <laughs> like, true. <laughs> the boundaries are always in flux with these women. Um, It's okay if it's a joke, but not okay if it's real people. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. There was a gay joke. I didn't like it. There was. And the the joke was that Dean had liked a sweater on Rory because it brought out the blue in her eyes. Yeah. Which is to suggest that only homosexual men are capable of noticing something and complimenting somebody on it. Like, it just, it's so 2000. It is. 
I'm glad we've moved past it. It did not age well. And luckily it was brief. Yeah. Yeah. I just have gay joke and then unhappy face in my notes. Yeah, I said <laughs> gay joke, right. not cool. Yeah. But, you know, Rory wakes up the next morning, if she even went to sleep. Because we do see later on in the series, after an event with Jess, it doesn't seem like she goes to sleep. She just is productive throughout the night. Yeah. Just the boy, not just the girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we do see later in this episode... When Rory and Lorelai have come home after their errands, Rory goes into her room for a, a minute and, like, lays down on the bed. And when she lays down on the bed, she kind of starts to get emotional and become upset. And she kind of snaps herself out of it Punches and leaves the, the situation. So, like, I could see her starting to try to go to sleep and having that same, like, uh-oh, if my mind is not exactly. occupied, yep. I'm yeah. going to fall apart. So she rearranges the living room. <laughs> Badly. Poorly. <laughs> yeah, pretty badly. Um, I am also like that. When I have sad thoughts or like shit's going real wrong, I start reorganizing stuff. Or I'll start a project that I, I'm not going to finish. <laughs> I well, it's nice clean. to have something. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to have something to do. Mm -hmm. I think. My biggest issue with this whole scene, though, is... So we determined last episode that this is roughly January, right? Mm -hmm. So it's 6 a.m. in Connecticut in January. It's not going to be that bright. Rory <laughs> opens the curtains, and it's The sun noon. is streaming. It's beautiful. It's Why wouldn't you be dark like until like 6.30, <laughs> 7 o'clock. In Indiana, at least, it's dark until like 8 in January. Yeah. So yeah, you know, push at yeah. 9 a.m. It would not be this bright until 9 or 10 a.m. No. Also, oh, for sure. I have a problem with the time completely because she wakes up at 6, right? And they get to Luke's. Her waking up, getting ready, getting to Luke's, doing the entire, like, everything that they have to do to get to Luke's. Having that fight, it is 625. You're telling me 25 minutes have passed? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I even have a note. I was like, no, this should be like the seven seven thirty a.m. crowd. This yep, is yep. not a six a.m. crowd same anymore. Note. I have the same note. Yeah, but anyways, she wakes up at. I six. mean, admittedly, <laughs> Lorelai didn't have to do a whole lot to get ready because Rory literally picked out her outfit and gave it to her with a choice of shoes. So I, I sympathize. I empathize with Rory in this episode as you know, being heartbroken and just being lost and having it be the first time but i really didn't love her attitude on her and lorelei's way to luke mm -hmm. when lorelei's like oh you know let's go to luke's and rory's like nope we can't go that way go that way nope we can't go the other way like and it's just so like matter of fact like i'm sorry we're just not gonna go that way it's like girl <laughs> i will blindfold you so you have right you can pretend this isn't the case oh <sighs> But yeah, no, it just, I fully agree with that. It it just bugged me. Yeah. Just her attitude. It's like, okay, if you want me to, to take sympathy and do this thing, go out of my way, like, gotta give a little back, you know? You gotta say, I'm very sad. I don't want to see him. Whatever. Whatever. I'm needy. But I am uh, <laughs> totally one person, the person to avoid people. And I will mm -hmm. do everything she did. I probably wouldn't go down the alley because I'm not... <laughs> that desperate to avoid people i mean even <laughs> even the grossest stars hollow alley is probably nicer than 
most alleys you know in the what? world. Let's talk about this goddamn alley because this yes, is please. <laughs> <laughs> Some incredibly clean sense. garbage. <laughs> but there's a metal warehouse, like yes. sheet metal. Where is there a metal building in Stars Hollow? This whole alley is so cluttered. I mm-hmm. feel like Taylor would be putting citations on everything. Oh, definitely. To pick this up. Like, this is not a Taylor out. Like, obviously, it's not Taylor's alley, but. Do you think it's supposed to be the side of the, what will eventually be Gypsy's um, mechanic shop? I could see yeah. that having metal siding. Maybe the back? Yeah. Because Gypsy's shop is down the street from Dosi's. So they couldn't be Which coming up down, the front because yeah, they down can't the street go by Gypsy's. Oh, yeah. So maybe, yeah, maybe the back. So there's a cat, right? There's a cat. And it's eating garbage, and it's right mm-hmm. in front of the vet. Oh. Like, that was a vet clinic behind it. Huh. Right? It was? Yes, it was. It's in very faded letters, but you can read the veterinary clinic. It does. It says veterinary clinic. Yes. Wouldn't your first thought, if you see a cat eating garbage in front of a vet, <laughs> be like, let me just alert that vet real quick. Maybe. Is that the red but lettering I'm... in the back? Because I couldn't make it out when I was Yeah, yeah. It, it says veterinary. Okay. Um, Maybe but that then vet the other... is not open anymore. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, Maybe. that sign's like, not the... in good shape. <laughs> well, that's the okay, because they can go by at the sign store. Yeah, the sign store, which is very Stars Hollow. There's you a know they've sign. all got personalized signs. There's a can-can girl, a cowboy without a head. And a support our team sign in the alley. You know, the ones nobody wanted. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? And then they get to Luke's <laughs> after Rory fondles some garbage. Yeah, that which, was all weird. Not a very Rory thing to do either, in my mind. I understand the philosophical conversation about it, but like, don't touch it. Yeah. But this I also feel like the philosophical conversation is again Rory trying to like, distract Distract herself anything but the conversation her mom wants to have yeah but yeah they get to luke's through the back Mm -hmm. it is packed with extras we have never seen and they've never seen they've never seen (laughs) and rachel is running the place yep looking very cute in her red flannel shirt do you think that's supposed to be a luke shirt i think so i didn't know I don't think I've I mean, ever it, it seen wasn't Luke that big. In a bright red, though. It was, yeah, it was fitted. Yeah. It was fitted? Okay. I remember thinking it was mm-hmm. kind of loose. Well, I mean, it, it didn't look like it would be big enough to fit. Luke. Okay. It yeah. was oversized on her, but I don't know if it would fit Scott. Um, but, like, the timeline for this is Rachel comes into town that day, right, the day before, and the next morning she's up running the diner. Yep. After five years and disappearing, and Luke's like, sure, run my business. Wasn't the joke the night before that she was drunk? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was yeah. drinking the Founders Day punch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she woke up at six o'clock in the morning <laughs> the night after drinking. Not hungover in your 30s? I don't think And you'd have to wake that. up before six o'clock. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Are you ready for Which, six o'clock? by the way, tomatoes still misspelled in the background. I saw that. <laughs> He hasn't had time. He's been it's, too busy with it's Rachel. It's the exact same sign. It's the same like, sign. It yeah. has not been changed. No, not at all. Yeah. I think that goes to show, though, like, how much Rachel was involved in Luke's life previous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I bet yeah. she has done this before. I bet she's helped out at the mm-hmm. diner and, and mm-hmm. run it before when Luke needed it. And he needs yeah. help in the diner. He does. Luckily, later like, he, he gets it. He doesn't have a but... waiter or anything. 
Right now, he has Caesar. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. Still Caesar, who's like three face. different actors at the moment. Yeah, Caesar one, two, and three. Um, yeah, it was really weird when that lady just like straight up walked into Rory. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see that? When they were like going to sit down at a table, yeah. and I thought she was going to take the table. Yeah, yeah. And then the guy behind her is keeps looking at her, but actually looking into the camera. <laughs> I, like I did not that catch was that. Probably a direction of like keep looking at Rory because she doesn't want anybody to know and they keep going on there. Nobody's looking at you, but no. Oh, creepy. She's 16. Yeah, but I mean I think it's one of the grown man looking. A a grown man fights a 16-year-old boy outside in like a matter of minutes. So. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, Miss Patty walks in and she knows. How does she know? How? Rory obviously did not tell anybody. Did I Dean tell Taylor? Dean went to Miss Patty. All I can think of is I that mean, Dean told Taylor at, at the market. Like, why would Dean tell Taylor? Why would Dean yeah. ever talk to Taylor besides being like, hey, give me my paycheck? All I could think is the actual breakup conversation that we did not see happened somewhere on the square and Eastside Tilly heard. Oh, because yeah. That's I was how, thinking maybe somebody witnessed something yeah, because... That's how the Lorelai breakup spreads because I think Tilly saw their fight. At the end of season six. Yeah. Saw their fight and spread that news around. So that's my only thought is somebody witnessed it. Yeah. Or Babette saw Rory come home crying. Well, she wasn't really but crying. Babette, like, blows in and says, yeah. I just heard. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. You're but sure. I just wanted to have a quick note about Patty when she comes into Luke's. One, I think it's very funny that she, like, comes into Luke's as if she's there to order something. And then just Runs leaves. into Lorelai and then just leaves. <laughs> but the other thing I thought... It like it was just like a little thing, and I like to think that it was a planned thing because it really added for me. She has like very minimal makeup on, like almost no makeup on, and it makes it feel like it's early in the morning. Yeah, right. Like she's just getting up, doing her morning errands, you know, grabbing a cup of coffee before she totally gets ready for the day at the dance studio. It's just like little things like that that I really like. And it's the six to seven o'clock crew, which we don't usually mm-hmm. see. Um, no, nope. Luke coming downstairs and Lorelai telling him and him saying what so angrily makes me laugh every time. Like, yes, every yep. time. I it's, it's so, so defensive. Good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And it's like it's ridiculous, right? It's ridiculous, and he he always takes things a little bit too far. But it's so nice to see somebody have this protective response to Rory mm-hmm. because you know a lot of people like Kirk like Babette, like, kind of instantly go into this, oh, you poor baby. Yeah. Luke is just, like, Dean messed up. Where's this 16-year-old gonna... boy so I can go punch him in the face? Beat up this 16-year-old yep. kid. He is super winded afterwards, by the way, which makes me laugh as well. <laughs> yeah, which is so funny. But, I mean, can we, like, briefly pour pour one out for the chocolate chip pancakes that are in progress that never get uh, delivered? Yeah. Probably don't get eaten. And everything that Yet another meal the Gilmore girls have wasted <laughs> at Luke's diner. <laughs> I bet you um, saved her later. Kirk calling Dean a uh, floppy haired jerk. I used to call mm-hmm. Dean. I uh, love that that yeah. is the thing that makes him yep. be like, I should have warned you against him because of his floppy hair. <laughs> I also love that we're still trying to like slot Kirk into the perfect niche. Yeah. yeah. You know, like we haven't found it yet. We haven't found that like 
oh yeah, Kirk's a little bit out there. Mm-hmm. So far, he's just like a guy who says things sometimes, and we're like almost there. Yeah. We're almost there. They need to like dial up the Kirk just a little bit more. <laughs> I'm saying the same thing. I'm like, this is not fully Kirk yet. We're, get, we're mm-hmm. getting there, but we're not there yet. Yeah. So and yeah, but <laughs> Luke uh, goes after a 16-year-old boy. I mean, okay, I, yikes. but like, okay, the owner of the diner you are clearly going to comes out and says, I'm not going to serve you. Leave. Mm-hmm. And Dean's like, no, I'm going to go in anyway. I wrote Dean sucks in my <laughs> notes. Like, like he, does he want Luke to physically kick him out? Like, you're fighting to get into a place where you're not going to get service. Guys, this is yeah. so funny. I told you. This is so I, funny. I, I you know how wild. much I hate Dean, right? Mm-hmm. And my notes are, Luke grabs Dean, a minor, and Dean is right. He is not inside. Luke does not own the street across the diner. He cannot just <laughs> grab a minor because he wants to. Yes. Could this have been literally an assault that he yes. could have probably gotten in big trouble for? Yes. Yes. However, like... He's straight just, up fighting a teenager. No one does anything. There's a guy sitting I on a ladder. To be fair, Luke says, no, you're not coming in. Yeah. And Dean, like, tries to, like, swerve around him. him. What are you... Dean, what are you doing, you idiot? And then Luke is like, I'm going to physically stop you from entering my place of business. And I love, love, love the scene where the girls are sitting at the table, drinking their coffee, and through the window you can see the two of them <laughs> fighting. And Lorelai looks up and just goes, <laughs> like, like, spit takes. <laughs> oh, shit. It's so funny. Yeah. Luke is with it, like I said before, but Dean looks yeah. traumatized. Well, he Fair. just got attacked by a grown man. <laughs> I also love Lorelai, like pulling Luke yeah, and off then going of Dean. back for seconds, and like Lorelai <laughs> stops him back. again. So good, it's that great. Whole scene. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then like yes, Dean did just get assaulted by a grown up. Like I picture if I had been sixteen and a- an adult woman had come out and like grabbed me like that, I would have been terrified. Yeah, but. Yes, he just got assaulted, and it becomes clear that, like, this was done on Rory's behalf, but he, like, continues to be an absolute jerk. Yeah. Rory's like, I'm so sorry, I don't know what got into him, and Dean is, like, cold. Yeah. Ugh. And Dean sucks. Dean does suck. What I was just thinking, too, Dean is fully into, like, the this is my town territory now, I feel like. Mm -hmm. He feels like this is his hometown, but he can't have been here more more than six months like no it's, it's yeah it's like four months yeah yeah it's, it's as long as rory has been at chilton yeah because like, he got there like as she left mm-hmm. yeah i like, feel that it's yeah. just it's really weird how quickly he just decided this is my home this is my town like this is it yeah it's interesting and i mean uh you cannot go up against a gilmore in this town like yeah. it's not no. gonna work out for you the Gilmores have too many connections. Like, you just can't do it. One of those connections is the only ones who could potentially go go against the Gilmore. <laughs> maybe yes. Luke, maybe Taylor. Yeah, right? <sighs> but the girls do get to do their shopping trip. Well, before that, I do like the implication that Dean goes to get coffee every morning at Luke's. Mm-hmm. Because I don't really picture teenagers drinking coffee. I don't know. I wasn't a coffee yeah. drinker when I was a teenager. 
I think teenagers now do, but they drink like you know, fancy iced coffees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never. I just started drinking coffee like in the last year, and that was because I have a toddler. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. It was a survival tactic. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the girls do get the shopping done, um, and they get toaster pizza, which, okay, is it pizza you put in a toaster or in an oven? It looked to me like it was a Pop-Tart that had pizza inside. Gross. Kinda, yeah. Like a flat Which, hot I mean, pocket. it's like, yeah, a flat Hot Pocket. I would not eat it. I don't eat cheese. That sounds horrible to me. It's like a toaster um, oven. Yeah, that's why I was thinking Toaster Oven. They don't say a brand name this time, so was it a sponsorship? I don't believe so. I mean, yeah, we clearly see the box. Was it a well-known brand on the box? No, it literally I said Toaster know. Pizza. It looked like oh, it was made in the geez. prop department or something. <laughs> okay. Then yeah. It's yeah. I mean, also, I'm assuming that's Frozen, right? Probably. Do you think the Gilmores yeah. are organized enough that they did the groceries at the end so that the frozen thing stayed frozen? <laughs> uh, Rory might be, but Rory's in a different mindset right, right now. Like, <laughs> so. It makes me nervous. Yeah. You'd hate to get food poisoning from a bad toaster pizza. You know what makes me nervous? Babette's love life prior to Maury. Oh, yeah. It got pushed out of a movie. I, I want these stories. I want I, to hear these stories. I want to know who like, pushed this tiny little woman out of moving car. She's tiny. What, what were the actions that led up to this? Like, there are she's so too many sweet questions. for that. Like, right? no, not that there's someone that's mean that deserves to be pushed out, but right. the bet is definitely too sweet for that. I don't know. I am also very concerned that at this point, I am 100% convinced that Rory's bedroom door is soundproof. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe she just ignored her. Well, so Babette barges in, yells, Where is she? Worry! And nothing. Nothing from Worry. However, as soon as she walks out her bedroom, she can hear them talking through the shut back door. Okay. Like, I rewatched that scene to make Hold sure on. that door was shut. Mm-hmm. What is going on in the back of her house? I made a yeah. note about that too, because it's like almost like a little screen room. In the future, the washer and dryer's back there. Yeah, and the water, whatever, that Dean does. Um, yeah. It has curtains. It looks like... It's got a trellis. Yeah. yeah. Like the little crisscross. It's very pretty. I feel like it's I like saw a sunscreen. it and I thought... Does it have there. a roof? Yeah. No, so it's got it's got a roof. It's got a chair. It's got little blinds that are pulled down. Um, It really does look like it's a sitting room, like a mostly external sitting room. That so they never weird. utilize? Well, is that the space that she sees Jess on at one point? No. Like, when she catches Jess, he's across, like, a fence or, like, a... Um, okay. He's, like, there's... Jess that is does on not the front exist. porch. But I think he's, like, literally... It, it does not make sense if you think about the layout of their house. But I feel like where Jess is supposed to be would be, like, at the front of whatever this is. Like, at the front porch to the left. We're gonna have to keep an eye on it because... Well, I've never seen that before. Yeah. And, like, the other thing is, when they go out there, you can see a gnome at one point. So you know that Babette's house is, like, up against that area. (laughs) So wouldn't it be, keeping with that, like, the place that the trash was taken to during the Donna Reed episode where we saw both houses? And that wasn't there. That wasn't there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, there's all kinds (laughs) of things. How many backside doors does this house have? (laughs) Uh, uh, anyway, know, there's the door off the living room, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which should be to the left. There's the front door, mm-hmm. and then there's the door at the back of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I feel like he took the garbage out the door in the, the living, living room that's attached like, to the living room. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because that, that is what opens up mm-hmm. for that scene. The architecture of this house murders me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I know that there are people who have, like, made floor plans. You know, you can, like, you know, buy a print of the Gilmore House floor plan. I want to look at one of those and see what they've decided, because I feel like there's a lot where you have to just, like, go with whatever works architecturally. Yeah. Well, and part of it, too, though, like, without any surrounding structures, you can build this house fairly easily on its own, just Mm -hmm. interior-wise. Obviously, there's going to be some questions between bathroom closet from across the front door. But it's when you start thinking about, like, the scenes that take place outside on the porch and where they seem to be. Especially in relation to, like, their neighbors is where things get Wait, confusing. guys, was the box closet the bathroom? It was. That's where she went when she went to the bathroom during the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That's why nobody knows what this room is. The bathroom is. turned into a closet. I mean, unless there's a second door on that same stretch between the living room, the stairway, and the kitchen that is a bathroom and we just haven't seen the two doors side by side. I don't feel like well, it's you know? wide enough. Because okay. that closet's a double door closet. It's a double door. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Some sleuthing needs to be done. <laughs> okay, so the Bedell and her crazy story. But anyway, yeah. So yeah, so poor Rory. Poor Rory yeah, just wants to forget gosh. about her breakup for five minutes. She's not allowed to. She tries to do mm-hmm. homework and she finds the invite Madeline gave her. Perfect. Yep. Deus ex machina. <laughs> Lane's invited. That's nice. Why yes, does Lane gosh. tell her mother that lets her go to a high right. school party? Mom code right? is gone again. It must, it must be Chilton, right? It must be the fact that this is for a Chilton party. It could be oh, she's getting together with some of her Chilton colleagues, right? Like, I think that Mrs. Kim would have to recognize that Chilton is a good school. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, so maybe she thinks it's somewhere that Lane could, like, meet the right kind of people. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't she know. knew there would be a end there. <laughs> well, and there was. There he was. So, um, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like a really important part of growing up was the getting ready to go out. Mm-hmm. Right? So I really like how many scenes they have of getting ready. I've never clocked it before. But yeah. it really seems like every episode has like a little part where they get ready. And I thought yeah, I missed that. It. Yeah. I remember for me, I think Homecoming was always the one that we would like really get together and get ready for. Because mm-hmm. for prom, at least, most people had like hair appointments or whatever. So they needed to be elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But like, I just remember everybody bringing their makeup and their dresses yeah. and showing up in their sweats and like burning each other with curling irons oh and flat irons <laughs> and trying everybody's lip glosses on gosh it was so much fun and like we don't have chances to do that anymore yeah nope but it was fun to see the girls get married, dressed maybe. up <laughs> yeah, yeah right that's, that's about it now but yeah i thought they both look really pretty i think rory's dress is great i love I the necklace too. that lorelei gives her presumably it's got to be uh lorelei's dress right because she was oh, like yeah. can i borrow something yeah. But it fits her really well. Yeah. That and we can talk about it more in fact. Yeah. Addressed me. It didn't. It, did it, it looks a little bit young, but yeah. She borrows a necklace. The necklace mm-hmm. is, is beautiful. Um, yes. And Lane looks good, too. Like, they just took 
really, really young and nice. Yeah. The cornstarch. So. Yeah, the cornstarch. Yeah. Rory's more sentimental than I gave her credit for. I well, I mean, I that. think with the with the the way that she went right into her room and started boxing things up, and the way that she was choosing them, like Dean came into my room and he picked up the stuffed rooster, like mm-hmm. it has to go. She's super sentimental. Yeah. Like even yeah. things that are slightly attached to him, yeah, have to go. And the cornstarch is so. That is like you're tied into that, that yes. right? The first yeah, case. like Colonel Clucker has a whole history of being her chicken, <laughs> yeah. and that goes. The cornstarch is purity, and that cannot stay. Well, Lorelai adds it to the box, and in the process, we find mm-hmm. out about the Max box. So, mm-hmm. daughter and mother are very similar. Yeah. Where always. do you think Corey thinks Lorelai put the box? Garbage can, I like. Yeah, I think she really thinks that she got rid of it. I think it's very out of sight, out of mind, right? Yeah. Like, she's like, I'm trusting my mom to take care of this. She's just, she's very much get it far away, far, far away. I never want to see it again. And mm-hmm. now that we've learned that Lori's bedroom door is soundproof, I can understand <laughs> putting it in the closet and her not hearing that or thinking, why didn't I hear her leave? At least the door opened to put it out with the trash or something. Mm-hmm. But it makes me wonder, like, Okay, the cornstarch. Does she, does Rory think she just throws that in the trash too? Yeah. I wanted to ask you guys, do either of you guys keep boxes? Because I know so much of Gilmore was like tunneled into my brain as a young person. I totally have a box for my ex with like a shirt of his that I kept and uh, like the the sign he made for asking me to prom like all of these little mementos my corsage from dances we went to together like i have all of them and they're in like a little victoria's secret bag that's up in my closet in my parents house um i just i never really had boxes either i I don't think i'm sentimental enough for them (laughs) i mean i have a lot of funko dolls (laughs) yeah I'm um, I'm very sentimental, so I keep a lot of things, but, like, with boyfriends, I never really boxed things up. I never really had any really bad breakups that I felt like I needed to get rid of every anything. It's like, mm-hmm. I still have stuffed animals from middle and high school boyfriends that Charlie plays with. I'm like, ah, oh, it's a cute little teddy bear. Like, why would yeah. I get rid of it? I feel like yeah. I've moved too many times. Like, I moved when I was 17 to dorm, and then I moved again from the house to an apartment. Like, it's so many, so much moving, and some stuff goes to storage, and sometimes things go to, like, the wayside, and you just can't yeah. lose it. I mean, that's definitely why mine lives at my parents' house. I don't, like, I don't need it near me. I don't need it, but it's just nice to know it's there. Yeah, I do have a small cigar box of like sentimental things to me mm-hmm. that aren't mm-hmm. necessarily boy related. Like yes, concert that, tickets and concert tickets are a big one for me too. Concert tickets, I think I have Charlie's bracelet, like wrist or ankle bracelet Aww. from when she was born. Yeah. Um the obituary things for my grandparents, just small things like that. Yeah. But no boy related yeah. boxes. <laughs> I was definitely like, this is what you do. You break box up and up. have a box. <laughs> I one year max on this side. <laughs> so Lorelai has her max box, and she gets that tingling for uh, some affection. Let's say, 
Well, she, she totally didn't go there for that. <laughs> but she does go to Suki's. So I want to... Yes. I do want to back up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So when they're at the diner and Rory asks Lorelai, how long did it take you to get over Max? Didn't we kind of already determine that she's not over Max in the last episode? Yes. Mm-hmm. When she kind of is asking, um, well, Lorelai says she's just not in a great mood. She misses Max. Things like that. So I'm I'm surprised that Rory even asks the how long did it take because I feel like they already know she's not. So I I blame this on um, week-to-week episodes. So yeah. we're used to binging episodes, so, like, we don't need to be reminded every five seconds. But, like, mm-hmm. this is an entire week later to maybe a couple weeks, right? You never know with um with those episodes. So I think they're just trying to remind the audience, oh, hey, Max ex- exists, even though we haven't talked about him for, like, six episodes. In the last episode they were, that's what they were talking about, you think? Or why they brought him up? She said yeah. she was in a funk because she missed Max yeah. during the Starlight Festival. Yeah. Right. But I think it was also Rory, like, kind of using that, like, pain point to make her mom stop. Yeah. Like, she fair. really didn't want to have that conversation. And she, like, knew... My mom's not going to want to go into a conversation about Max. So if I say, well, how long did it take you to get over Max? Yeah. yeah. Never mind. That sounds too manipulative for the Rory that we know right now, I feel like. <laughs> right now. Yeah. Right now. I feel um, like that's more of a, when will I feel better? Like, I yeah. need you to give me a time so I can know when I will feel better. I kind of saw it in Emily's view as well. Of like, yeah. this girl is just hurt. I just didn't like Rory in this episode. Like, oh. I know she got her heart broken, but I'm just, like, not into it. Yeah. But I do like party Rory. I like the way that she is at the party. So this is actually one of my favorite episodes. I've rewatched this episode so many times. And <laughs> Max and Lorelai are the part that I like. Like, I find mm-hmm. them so boring in this episode. They could have done so much more with them. But, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, I hate that it just boiled down to they're physically attractive to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I like that eventually they do get to the point where they discuss why their relationship ended and if there's anything that's happened or if they thought of anything that they can do to fix it. But mm-hmm. I really, I don't like that the first, what, 30 minutes or so that she's there is just them like going to town on each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You guys are adults. You shouldn't need to put furniture between you to physically restrain yourself. <laughs> But we do have that scene at Suki's that I love. It's so sweet. And also, can we just take a moment (laughs) to like recognize how stunning Melissa looks? She looks so pretty. That's what I said. Suki looks so pretty. Is this the first time we've seen her hair like really down? Great. Yeah. I I love love that color. In my notes, (laughs) I said that she's got um, Haley Williams' Paramore hair going on in like the best way possible. (laughs) I, she just, she looks beautiful. We can talk more about that during fashion, but like I think she's a Jennifer and Rachel. She's a Rachel absolutely going on. Super Rachel with bangs. Yeah. Um, did you see when Lorelai sits down with the Polaroid camera? She accidentally takes and a picture. <laughs> yeah, I want to know if that was an accident or planned because it, it, she looked genuinely like oh. <laughs> but we do also see it like yeah. print out. Yeah. So that's that polaroid exists Exists, somewhere like even if it's in a landfill somewhere like that polaroid (laughs) of the most unflattering (laughs) angle of lauren graham possible exists it was so funny polaroids 
Yeah. That was quite a camera. It was really big. It was. It took me a second to figure out. I was like, what old school camera is Suki running around with? And then I, I thought, I was like, nope, that's a Polaroid. I used to have one. It just, she was, the way she was holding it was like sideways. So it, yeah. it took it me a second. It looked like a purse or something. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, so, mine had a handle like that on it too when I was a kid. So Lorelai borrows Suki's car. And I really like that Suki's car is like a, like a standard car. Like, they didn't do, like, a glitzy car because it's a TV show mm-hmm. or anything. It's it's what you would expect Suki to have. I feel like yeah, it's a running Suki's joke house that, is really nice. that Suki's car is a beater. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, one second away from... Oh, that's what Lorelai says in the pilot, right? Like, um, Suki's like, you can have my car. It's like, no one's gonna it's buy like, your honey, car. like, nobody wants your car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I love the brownstone that Max lives in. Oh, yeah. And he lives, like, downstairs. Yeah. I wanted to ask... Is this the same set in future where Nicole and Luke own a home? Like oh. they buy or they get a place together and Lorelai has to, you know, go bail him oh. out of jail and take him to his truck. I I feel like this is the same set. I haven't watched that episode in a long time. So I couldn't say, but I, I feel like I it know. is. But we can keep an eye yeah. out for yeah. it when it comes up in a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> In three years, yeah, yeah. everyone remember this. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lorelai really puts herself out there. Yeah. Yeah, she, she does. does. Like, that is just so brave and courageous. Mm-hmm. And I think she tries to throw a little bit of humor into it to maybe relieve some of that pressure. But then she just goes right back into, I miss you. Yep. And I miss being around you. That was so yeah. sweet. And I mean, she really didn't know how he was going to react because yeah. the last time they interacted, he was like, no. I'm kind of done with this. What if he would have had someone over? That's like, that's where it usually would have gone, right? That's usually what would have happened. It would have been the, like, he stands there, door partially closed, and she says everything, and then he hesitates, and she's like, do you have somebody here? And then it's awkward, right? Like, that's what would usually happen. Who is it? I'm pretty sure that's a scene from One Tree Hill, actually. Like, I'm dead certain. That's a scene from almost every (laughs) sitcom (laughs) drama show. Um, but yeah, so, you know, the adults are having sex, whatever. Let's go back to the party. Um, this place is huge. This place is like a commercial building. Like, this cannot be a home. Like, the pillars, there's like a ballroom. It looks like a manor. It is. It it is for sure first castle. She's not wrong in that. (sighs) Well, and like, the thing is, so Lane says, is this what your grandparents' house is like? Yeah, no. And she says, it's nice, but it's not like this. So does that mean, like, Madeline and her her stepfather has way more money than the Gilmores do? Mm -hmm. That's what I would think it as. Either that or the Gilmores are maybe better at managing money and that Mm -hmm. they're not going to throw too much of their budget into the home whereas maybe the stepfather is willing to throw maybe it's like an of- old money versus new money kind of situation yeah, yeah you know? that could be it this house is like over the top and it i is. thought it was so funny that lane was like they have a pool table right like, it's like the I least have cousins impressive who have a pool table like <laughs> my dad has a pool table <laughs> right he does like, not live in a house like this <laughs> um all the extras in that party are like 35 years old it's kind of crazy. Some are balding. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> well, like we already determined at the dance that everybody <laughs> at the dance was in their thirties too. 
Well, I mean, I think it's got to come down to, like, actor rates and, yeah. like, the rules about filming children versus or minors about filming adults. Yeah. Like, you can make adults film for a significantly longer period of time, you know, than you can kids. That is right. right. So it makes sense, but also at the same time, <laughs> but it like, does not okay. look right. Um, Summer, there's a whole drama with Tristan and Summer, and mm-hmm. Summer apparently locks herself in the bathroom with Austin. Uh, which made me laugh because Chad Michael Murray's character in Cinderella Story is called Austin. Oh, he's yeah. named Austin. <laughs> yep. Um, but okay, so and she she cheats on Tristan, uh, supposedly yeah. yeah. uh, it's implied. Um, and then she publicly breaks up with him. But before that, she's dancing with Austin. I'm assuming, and this guy <laughs> it has nothing on Chad Michael Murray. You know, <laughs> I think that Summer is just like. She's not a very nice girl. We already know that she's just got mean girl vibes, right? From the way that she was the rude banks. to Paris in the last episode. Um, but also just like the kind of girl who does this, who cheats publicly on her boyfriend, who breaks up publicly with her boyfriend and is so nonchalant to the point of like extreme cruelty about it. Like, she's just not a nice girl. She's yeah. really not. She doesn't deserve a handsome guy like Chad. <laughs> um, and Louise. Louise is not a nice girl either. Yeah. Louise just digs right into the, where's your boyfriend? And uh, so who's running the farm? So, yeah. first of all, I feel like the where's your boyfriend comment is, uh, I want to hit on your boyfriend again. Is he here? <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, he's not here, so I'm going to insult him. Who's running the farm? And mm-hmm. then it's, oh, did you guys break up? The false yeah. sympathy of, oh, no, I just want to poke you with a needle. Well, and there's the nice juxtaposition of then Rory comes clean with Paris, like, immediately. I know, yeah. Right? There's obviously the trust with Paris that is not there with the other girls. Paris is and, no longer I mean, the mean girl. Yep. Nope. nope. There's, there's that moment with Madeline and Louise where their boyfriends, boys of the episode, show up and obviously want to go, like, make out and mess around in the pool house. And Madeline is just like... You guys have already seen the poor what house. What are you talking about? <laughs> and Louise is like, you're not dumb. Process. Think about yeah, what's happening. Which I, I don't love, no, you know, no. Louise being a mean girl. But I do appreciate that their friendship is like her being like, no, you know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I also, I love that Rory immediately told Paris. And Paris looked vaguely shocked vaguely sorry i think her saying like at least you had a boyfriend in her Mm -hmm. point of view was like trying to say something comforting Um, yeah i just don't think that she realized it wasn't comforting (laughs) she just doesn't have the social skills like her even asking her even saying anything is pretty good for paris right i kept waiting for we're starting to see paris as a friend yeah i kept waiting for rory to introduce Paris and Lane. Because mm-hmm. Lane was just kind of introduced to the crowd, but I feel like she should have gotten a more personalized introduction. And instead, yeah. Lane's just kind of ignored the entire scene. Yeah, you know who doesn't ignore Lane? Henry. Henry. <laughs> like five minutes but in. Also, like, I think this this could also kind of go towards what we've said about like the way that this show like depicts Asian people mm-hmm. and like the idea that of course, the only boy who would approach Lane has to be Korean. Right at the beginning of the party ha- yeah. would have to be Korean. Like, Lane is a smart, stunning, interesting girl. Anybody 
would be lucky to be with her and she's you know but he is kind of the greatest guy ever i do like the little bit of drama it's drama but it's not like too much drama of oh my god i met the perfect guy i can't tell my mom Mm -hmm. she'll love him and i can't do that (laughs) yeah It, it brought a fun little dynamic wayne's first heartbreak which is obviously not fun but no it, it was an interesting, I feel like it's an in- interesting storyline. Yeah. Not Wayne meeting her perfect guy that she can't tell her mom about because he's perfect, but her mom would <laughs> love him. Well, and we just saw in the last episode, you know, Lorelai trying family. to be set up. Oh. No, Lorelai trying to be set up by her mom with a guy that her mom thinks is perfect. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we've seen this, like, rebelling against what our moms want kind mm-hmm. of repeatedly through the last few episodes. I kind of think that Lane had more confidence than I expected. Because Lane is used to going on dates with, like, the entire family. So, like, a Mm one-in-one thing, I would have thought that Lane would be more shy. But she was kicking it from the start. She, yeah. I mean, she she had music involved. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. You have dancing. Maybe not necessarily dancing, but there's music involved. And I feel like that's all Lane needs to (laughs) relax. There was dancing. There was a lot of dancing between. There there was. There was also just, like, a lot of people. This looked like the kind of crowd you would see, like, at an actual club, or if you had, like, an entire school function. There was just so many people in this house. Most house, I say, with I giant to, air quotes. I used to go to are smaller than this house. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love... Like, so many. I love that it was stocked with French soda. Because the implication <laughs> there means that Madeline's mom stopped the party, right? Like, she mm-hmm. she's the one who gave the soda. And it's very surprising there's not alcohol anywhere present within this episode. Yeah. Not once is it ever talked about. I'm really surprised that there's not. I feel like this is mm-hmm. a party that would 100% have alcohol. Yep. It's hosted at a rich house by a bunch of rich kids. Like, right, it would have, like, top shelf stuff, too. It wouldn't yeah. be, like... You know, what high school kids are usually drinking at parties. Even that slight pressure of, like, am I going to drink? Am I not going to drink? Rory could have had, no, nope. not present. Rory either. doesn't experience that until the house party with Jess, it's right? hollow house party. Yeah. And I feel like this house party would have so much more alcohol than oh, that yeah. one. I oh, mean, yeah. this Maybe is the kind of house party where, alcohol. like, yeah, <laughs> you'd have people, like, doing lines in a bathroom. Yeah. You know, like. That's really why because they're like in the bathroom. Rich kids. Yep. So, uh, Paris has to stay till 10.30. And I relate to this so much because I am (laughs) such an introvert, right? So, like, when whenever I have to go to big parties, I have to gear myself up for it, right? Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the night, I'm like, okay, if I stay till 11, I'm not being rude. (laughs) And then you leave, right? Because that's... Uh, so Paris running out at exactly, or what, it was 10.35 because her watch stopped. Because her watch stopped. (laughs) (laughs) Was great. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I loved seeing Paris being a nicer girl. Me too. Right? Yeah. It's just nice to start seeing more of that. And you find out that she wants to do cancer research. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. I was does that continue? Like, is that what she ends up doing? I know she goes to med school. She, yeah, well, I feel like it's not uncommon. Life, you know. Yeah. <sighs> right, yeah. It's yeah. not uncommon right, right. to, like, go to med school with one thing in mind and then find mm-hmm. your passion elsewhere. You know, and in her case, surrogacy. I think Paris did always know that she did not want to be like patient facing mm-hmm. because Paris is not a people person. 
at yeah. all. Well, because, I mean, through the, like, med school process, you have to do rounds, like, in mm-hmm. all these different yeah. fields. So maybe she, you know, did a bedside manner. That's some kind called. of... Yes. <laughs> yes. She did not have bedside <laughs> manner. But, yeah. So it is it is nice to see more of Paris, to learn more about Paris. Like, we know she wants to go to Harvard. Yes. Mm-hmm. But we didn't know why she wanted to go to Harvard, you know, other than that it's a good school. But now we know she wants to go to med school. Yeah. At Harvard. I think she even mentioned she wanted to go for journalism when we first did it. And we had she... this conversation about how she actually ends up at med school. Oh, like when she was like, are you going to try to get on the paper staff? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm curious as to how Paris's mom found out about the party. Because, like, oh. as far as we know, it was just mm. a flyer handed out of school. Yeah. Like, Rory's birthday party, I understand, of, like, invites, formal invites getting mailed to everybody. But this is just a flyer. So I'm surprised I mean, it could have totally mom, been, like... That her yeah. mom even found out about it. Like, like she would have had to Google Paris's things. And she just doesn't... I could even see Madis- Madeline or Louise telling her, like... About the party? Yeah, or, like... Yeah mom gossip like one mom being like oh yeah Maybe. my daughter's going to that party on saturday and paris's mom being like oh what party because paris is gonna be there <laughs> yeah poor paris but you know he's even sadder at this party than paris uh, tristan i hope <laughs> tristan's having so a real bad, bad time <laughs> i really do feel for him in this episode because he's like i know that Summer is trying to make him out to look like a bad guy. Like, oh, you're going to club me and drag me back to your Porsche? Like, I didn't get that vibe from him. Either. I really got, like, please just talk to me. You just cheated on him. And like, he's like, why? Like, what's going on? Just talk to me. Can we talk he, about this somewhere else, please? Yeah. He does not want the attention from this. And Summer's like, nope, I'm going to lay it all out right here in front of everybody. If anything, Dean yeah. gives me the vibes of caveman. Like, yeah. Tristan doesn't. Yeah. Ugh. But this is, like, so humanizing for yeah. Tristan. Which is crazy, because literally the last time we saw him, he was just being a jerk, blocking the lockers. Like, I can't decide if this is a good episode for Tristan or a bad episode. Like, it's bad in what happens, but mm-hmm. it actually shows a good side of him. Which is mm-hmm. weird, and we have not seen yet. Yeah. And I really love that they even, like, verbalize that. You know, like, <laughs> this is the first time we've had a conversation that's like, and he he apologizes for being weird. Yeah. And she says, you know, that wasn't okay, but I accept your apology. It's a very mature, like, it makes me sad about the potential relationship we could have seen with them. That's how yes. I feel. Like, I feel like, even if it would have been just a friendship, it would have mm-hmm. been a really good friendship. Yeah. Yeah. But darn. Well, like, I do know when I first watched this, I was not aware of what red flags were. I was mm-hmm. not aware of how possessive and maybe overbearing the Dean was. So, like, I was 100% in on Dean at this point. Like, yeah. I did not want Tristan, the whole Tristan line to go anywhere because I was still fully focused on Dean. But okay. now... As a as a fully grown adult, seeing all these not great flags from Dean, it's like, oh man, we've seen some not great things from Tristan too. But now we are seeing that he could be something good. I have a confession. I'm I'm a you hated Dean from the beginning. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm. <laughs> what a surprise. Um, I'm a big enemies to lovers fan. 
Okay. Oh, yeah, it's a great trope. Yeah. 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 So, like, I always thought that about Rory and Tristan, which is why this is one of my all-time favorites, is because I watched it all the time for Rory and Tristan. Now, as an adult, it's a little different. Because, mm-hmm. like, as an adult, you're like, why are you in a relationship just to argue? There could mm-hmm. be better things yeah. to do with your life. <laughs> but as yeah. a teenager, it's a lot of fun. Yes. So I really saw the potential of Rory and Tristan. Yeah. And, like, he shows us that when he lets that wall down of, like, kind of the performative aspect of his personality where he's trying to be this big man on campus at school, he's just a sweet guy who has emotions, you yeah. know? It's weird. And that's what I'm here for. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's weird for me because I'm a big One Tree Hill fan. So, like, mm-hmm. this is his character in One Tree Hill. Except yeah. One Tree Hill is worse. He's an asshole in One Tree Hill. <laughs> he cheats on many people. So, like, yeah. But Tristan, I looked at this scene, like, with fresh eyes, trying to, you know, not think about it as the million times I've seen it before. To see if she reciprocates this kiss or not. She does. She does. does. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's a very mutual, like, the vibe is there, right? They're having this conversation. They're very close. Like, he leans in. Like, but the way he leans in, it's not, like, we've seen him be so predatory. This is very much like a hesitant, like, I'm going to go for it. Eye contact. I'll I'll stop. I'll stop if you want me to stop. But he goes... And then she meets him, and then she gets into the kiss. Right before she pulls away, she kisses him. It yes. stops being him kissing her, and she kisses him. But he does yep. the full thing from Hitch. You know, the guy goes 90, the girl's got to come yep. the other 10. That, that yeah. was 100% what this was. And Rory, Rory definitely reciprocated. She went in as well. I appreciate that I was not the only one watching these young people's <laughs> lips. Like, who's kissing who? <laughs> I was like, wait, does she kiss him back? She does. Yeah, she did. But I think that that is what, like, triggered her and, Mm -hmm. like, set her, like, uh uh-oh. Like, I'm kissing somebody and it feels good. When was the last time I kissed somebody that felt good? Yep. And then she's like, I'm going. (laughs) I love him being like, oh, I'm so sorry. Did I bite your lip? Yeah, bite my lip, Dad, my um, it was so cute. His concern for her, though, of it was oh, crap, super did I sweet. Do something that upset you. It he, Tristan was very real in this episode. Somehow, I would rather like that's what I would rather have than Dean, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know the asking for consent or asking if you're okay. That's that's hot, guys. Do that. Yeah, get into it. <laughs> <laughs> This, this, I would say this is a good episode for Tristan, like, not because good things happen to him, but just because he goes from being that jerk to, oh, actually, they kind of have killer chemistry when they're both being real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, jumping back to the adults, they're in bed. <laughs> Who cannot contain themselves. <laughs> and that's not what she came here for. She did not. What did you come for, Lorelai? Come on. <laughs> and they decide that the best way to continue the relationship is to do it over the phone. And I get that because clearly they can't control each other in person. I think that's got to be it. I mean, and that they play with that kind of throughout the m- most of their on again, off again is like, oh, we have to be separated, and no, it doesn't work. I'm like, come on, you guys are grown ups. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't love this. Also, I, don't love it either. I just. 
when Max opened the door and it was Max, I didn't have the feelings or the reaction that I think they probably wanted me to have. Right? Like, we've spent all of this time kind of, like, mourning Max, or we've seen Lorelai apparently mourning Max. Like, And then he opens the door, and I'm just like, meh. It's like, because they spend four episodes without talking about him, and then suddenly yeah. start talking about him again. Yeah. So, my first thought when he opens the door is, is he wearing Taylor's cardigan? <laughs> it's a bad cardigan. You guys know I'm gonna call it out. God, it's so bad. But I just, like, Honestly, he opens the door. I'm like, who is this schmuck? Like, this is the guy? This is the guy that our gorgeous Lorelai is here to fight for? She left Luke behind for this? I mean, Rachel, for this man. man? And the whole Chris debacle just happened, too. So we yeah. are three yeah. episodes in. So we have one episode that's very heavy Lorelai Luke. And then we have another episode that's very heavy Lorelai Chris. And mm-hmm. then we go straight to Lorelai Max. That must be really conflicting for her, having oh, yeah. just yeah. slept with Christopher two weeks passed yeah. by, and then now with Max, those feelings are harsh. It's got to be all yeah. over the place. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of the reason why Lorelai feels like it might be time though to try to get a hold of Max again. It's like yeah. the Luke thing almost happened, and it didn't. And then Christopher mm-hmm. came back, and she's like, okay, after all of this, Max is still the one that I yeah. want to be with. So maybe it kind of cemented that she is willing to fight for the relationship at this point. I like the way you're looking at that, Emily, because... It's more romantic than I think they were they achieved. Yeah, but also, like, this r- relationship yeah. and where it goes is so hard for me to get my mind behind. But kind of looking at it through that framework... Like, she keeps trying with these other guys, but she's still hooked on Max. That kind of makes it make sense in my head that eventually we get to the point that we do with them. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, like, I never believe. You know, when those daisies show up, I never believe it. I'm always like, no, of course this isn't going to happen, you know? I feel like everything you just said, but with Luke. Mm -hmm. That she keeps trying with all these other guys, but she can't let go of Luke. Yes. Well, I mean, that's kind of the way it is over the entire series, but this season so far. Yeah, this season, it's Max, supposedly. So you said that's how I feel about Luke, and I thought you said he keeps trying with all these other guys, like, you're still (laughs) talking about Luke. I was like, wait a minute. Hot. But no, that's not right. I don't remember that part. (laughs) Rory runs away, as she does every time she kisses a boy for the first time. It's a yes, and thing. girl code, girl code Lane is so good. She's yeah. instantly like, doesn't matter that I'm with this yeah. boy that I'm super I into. I love that. Goodbye. Like, wait, I, I does never she do made it with Logan before? That she, that yeah, I never made that connection before. That every time she kisses a boy for the first time, she runs away. I did, but I don't know if it's with Logan. No, that, is Logan the first Logan. kiss at the the uh, the wedding? Was yeah, that the first kiss? Definitely. Okay, then definitely not wait. with Logan. I mean, does it yeah. count for to run away? He just got caught by the <laughs> parents. He runs away. Oh. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyways. So, yeah. So, Lane immediately is like, all right, bye. I'm leaving. But yeah. also, I'm the only Kim in Stars Hollow. Look me up. Yep. <laughs> I love that. I was trying to remember that, too. I was like, I know he gets her phone number, but I, I was like, does he get it from Lori? I couldn't remember how. But I find yeah. yeah, I love phone it. Phone books, baby. Back in the day. <laughs> 
I think my town just stopped delivering phone books in the last, like, year or two. Gosh. <laughs> I spent so many years sitting on phone books, you know, Trying to, to like, be tall enough booster. for the table. <laughs> yeah. I do. I mean, they're, they're just tall. like a, a brick of paper. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, so she runs away and she gets home. She finds two of the biggest buckets of Ben and Jerry's. They're obscenely large. Are they from the Ooh. inn or something? I have no clue. I mean, they wouldn't even fit in their freezer. No, they're huge. How does she get these? And Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. Are they sponsored? I mean, she did say gallons and gallons of ice cream. Lorelai did <laughs> say that earlier. Lying. <laughs> I I right, I was thinking like that's a lot of ice cream, but no, Rory has already seemingly polished off a good chunk of both of those tubs. It makes me feel it like It doesn't make sense to me. But maybe they have a freezer on their back porch that we just haven't seen. I mean, I, there wasn't one when Babette was there. Maybe their other 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 back porch has I a mean, freezer. They have so many back porches. <laughs> But uh, I feel like there is no way Rory could have physically ate that much no. ice cream. Also, she could not have gone to the store to pick it up because she she, she used to go to Dozies. I mean, right? I mean, they did drive. I'm telling you, she got him late. from the inn. Oh, they yeah, could have driven somewhere and got it. I don't know. It's a lot. It's of a ice lot cream. of ice cream. It but she's is, ready yeah. to wallow now. It yes, is, it's very sad. And I have to like make one little comment about the pizza order. So. You know, Lorelai comes in and it's like instantly in perfect mom mode. She's like instantly assesses the situation, gets everything sorted, calls up Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Says, Joe, it's Lorelai. I need a pizza with everything. And then she just hangs up. What size, Lorelai? I feel like she could have just easily, Joe, I need a regular. Right? (laughs) Okay. I actually love that she didn't give the address or anything. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, Joe knows where she lives. Yeah. But also, I was thinking about, gosh, what a time when you could order something and not pay for it. And the assumption was that you were going to pay when it arrived. I don't know when the last time I paid in cash for a delivery was. Like, everything is pre-order or you have to have a credit card. and pizza places still do that here in New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah, they do it here. I don't because they never have cash on me. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but anyway, so, so yeah, Rory's crying and it's really heartbreaking. It reminded me of the scene where Rory cries over Logan um, on the bathroom floor. Yeah, the same heartbreaking, just Lorelai holding her as she cries. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lorelai has scenes like this too, though. After the Max breakup, of uh, Rory, she's she just happens to be in bed. Lorelai picks yeah. her spots better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the couch isn't a bad spot, <laughs> obviously, but Lorelai's breakdowns are always in bed. Yeah, which is a good place to wallow. Yeah. Yes, it is. I do agree with Lorelai though that a wallow is needed. Like all the big relationships I've had, I've taken at least a little bit of time to just let it out. I think it's good. Yeah, I'm. I'm the opposite. I'm. You're a bottler. Yeah, and well, not necessarily, but I just if I start crying. I don't know if how things are gonna go. Like so, mm-hmm. I I try to not cry. I don't know if that's oh, yeah, your schedule for the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cry for the next ten hours. Yep, I'm just yeah. gonna sit here and cry. I'll put on like a really sad episode or something. Yeah, yeah, watch that. yeah. I do love watching like when I feel really sad, but I'm like I need that extra oomph 
like putting on a sad movie like Lorelai says mm-hmm. just does it it's like I'm not crying about me I'm crying about the notebook again yeah <laughs> mine would be P.S. I love you oh my with... gosh that one's killer have you have you seen uh, that Sandra uh, so it's with Gerard Butler and Hilary yes. Swank yeah. and like he dies and has like notes or flowers or, or letters. gifts oh. delivered he sends her on like a scavenger hunt because i don't know the better way to describe it mm-hmm. it's like such a beautiful way to like deal with the loss of a loved one Ugh. yeah great movie yeah i i watch morbid stuff like the body from buffy which makes me <laughs> fucking uh yeah curse, but like it makes me <laughs> devastated yeah anyways i mean as long as you got something yeah to help you get it out all right, guys. So that was uh, the breakup part two. Which, by the way, I like the fact that we were kind of bamboozled with the title the last one- time around. So we didn't mm-hmm. know that it was the breakup episode, but this one they yeah. are acknowledging it is the breakup. Yeah, yes. Who is the town's person of the week? <sighs> I think Lane. Lane yeah. has a really good episode. As you guys said, she follows the girl code mm-hmm. of. Crap, she my friend's in trouble. Great. We go. Has yeah. a great time. Yeah. She looks fantastic. Her hair is super cute, especially for the time. I know that's not quite the style now, that big flip, mm-hmm. but at that time it was. She gets to go to a party with yeah. people yeah. her age. She meets a boy who's perfect. I think Lane has a fun episode. Yeah. Yeah. Lorelai has a pretty good mom episode mm-hmm. as far as like being a supportive mom mm-hmm. and like trying really hard to get Rory to like handle what's going on i don't love the max stuff i just don't love the max relationship i'm like tired of it mm-hmm. but so lorelei did an okay job i'd say lorelei would be my runner-up mostly because yeah. of sg super max stuff i was um going through all the characters in my mind i'm like luke well now you beat up a teenager so probably not a him. child <laughs> <laughs> Dean is very cold and kind of absolutely ass. not. Uh, Rory has a rough episode. It's not her best episode. Mm-hmm. Tristan is not doing too great. Uh, no. <laughs> and then I just kind of came up to Lane. I was like, oh, she went to a dance. She met a boy. Yeah. She, she also knew Jackson for a very small <laughs> side of making dinner oh, for Suki. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, every time Suki and Jackson are on screen for like now until. I don't know, whenever the vasectomy nonsense happens. Like, they could instantly be my townspeople of the week every <laughs> yeah. time. I just love the two of them together. But I, I think it would be fair to give it to Lane. Like, well, she really, like, you know, let her hair down and had a good time. And maybe it was the fact that she was going to this party with a bunch of strangers and she didn't have anybody who knew her as Lane Kim, the one with the crazy mom who owns the antique store. Right. You know, she could just be herself. Because yeah. even Rory's like, oh, I'm the one with the strict mom. Like, yeah. for once, Lane was not yeah. that girl. And I, you know, there's something powerful about getting a date within five minutes. So, Oh like, my gosh, yes. yeah. Good for Lane. Congratulations to Lane. Yay. Yay. This is her first time, right? Mm-hmm. The yeah. first one. Well deserved. Very for well sure. deserved. All right, so. She's been a long-suffering friend. <laughs> justice for Lane, and she kind of got it this one. And no one treated their best friends like assholes today. Nope. Everyone was nice to their to their best friends. Yeah. Um, okay, so reference of the week. What do we have? So reference of the week this week is It's a Small World. 
So when Lorelai and Luke are talking and Luke starts going through eight different languages to say goodbye, Lorelai says, okay, it's a small world. It was all Spanish <laughs> and English, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Many different ways to say goodbye. It's a small world. I feel like it's not nearly as popular today as it used to be. So this is part of why I wanted to do it. So it's a small world is a water-based boat ride currently in Disney World and Disneyland, and it was designed by Walt Disney. This ride was in nineteen sixty-six is when it opened. It's in um Magic Kingdom, right? It's in Magic Kingdom now, yeah, I believe so. But it features over three hundred audio animatronic dolls in <laughs> traditional costumes and there's areas throughout the entire ride that are based on different parts of the world and different cultures. So you have these like two to three feet dolls, all in completely different outfits, singing this one song of It's a Small and World to you. In theory, Just it's really and cute. <laughs> and then you, yes, in theory, it's really cute. And then you go through the ride. And as we discussed in the last episode, if you have any scary doll media around you, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it becomes much creepier. <laughs> yes. And it's also so repetitive. It is. Very repetitive. The, the song itself, if you have not heard it, the song itself has like six lines, I think. It is not a long song. Overall, it's maybe 30 to 45 seconds long. And it just repeats <laughs> itself over and over and over and over. And over and over and over. Like, it never ends. What I love about this reference that is not at all talked about in this show is how many horror stories have come out based on this ride. <laughs> like, if you ever want to look into, like, ghost stories or creepy stories or paranormal stories, there are going to be stories abound based off of Disney and based yeah. off of this ride. So if, if y'all ever need a good spooky night read, <laughs> it's a small world no sleep story you'll get tons uh, and like all the dolls are so cheerful and yes. so over the top it's, a, it's, it's a supposed lot. to be yeah it's supposed to be like you know celebrating all these cultures and really it's just like a very slow boat <laughs> with the same song and you're just looking at all these dolls and it's like wow look that doll's got a balloon wow that doll doesn't have a balloon. Is it a How boat? How did that doll get in my boat? <laughs> oh, I recommend going on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride instead. Yes. Smell that water, baby. The best. <laughs> yeah, so that was the reference of the week. It's a small world. Look up some horror stories based off of it that are not what it was intended for. But if you're looking for something that is maybe not quite so spooky, maybe try a book. Reading books with Emily. So, books this week, Worthy is reading an interesting one. So we have a couple mentions of, like, Sylvia Plath and Virginia Woolf is mentioned in a play setting, not her actual book. Um, but the book she's actually reading at Madeline's party is called The Art of Eating, a book of essays by M.F.K. Fisher, first published in 1954. M.F.K. Fisher is Mary Frances Kennedy Fisher, one of America's greatest food writers, and she wrote 37 books on food over her lifetime, a combination of food literature, travel, and memoirs. It collects five of her most famous books into one volume. So these five books are How to Cook a Wolf, Consider the Oyster, cool. Serve It Forth, The 
gastronomical me and alphabet for gourmets. The hmm. books include portraits of quirky family and friends, travel notes from her time in France, and tips on surviving World War II, interspersed with recipes. Cool. I do want to give a shout out to the website annotatedgillmorgirls.com. I did a lot of struggle trying to figure out what book Lori was eating in this episode. Was eating? Oh, crap. She <laughs> <Rory> was, <laughs> was eating this one up, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> trying to find out what book Lori was reading in this episode, and it's not good. It's hard. The The cover is really blurry. You don't get a good look at it. So shout out to that website for having the book listed and then also having this description on there as well as some insight as to why she would read it. Awesome. Shout out. Yeah. And so then after books, we have some wonderful fashion that we all love to discuss. Welcome to Jess's Fashion Corner. Okay, so this is an episode that has a little bit more fashion because we do have, you know, the the party. But right off the bat, you know, we start in the same outfits that they wore in the last episode. So I'm going to skip over that for now. And I'm going to jump right into what Rory is wearing when she is just up early. She's ready and raring to go. I love this outfit on Rory. For me, it has really autumnal vibes. I know that we've kind of established that they're in the winter, but she's got this like burnt orange brown ombre stripe kind of sweater um, with some green, I don't know what we want to call them. They're kind of like cargo pants, kind of like a chino. Corduroy? Cor- um, no, I can't speak today. I don't think they're corduroys. I think they're I a flat they fabric. Are. They look but- like cargo pants to me. Right? And they're just so cute to me. Um, And I love that she has her hair up and she's got a little scarf tied in her ponytail. Again, with those like burnt orange, like autumn earth tones. I would wear this outfit in a heartbeat. I love this. And Lorelai, I'm skipping over her pajamas because she's wearing sweats and a t-shirt. But Rory puts together Lorelai's outfit and it is a pair of kind of light, medium washed flared jeans and a blue sweater. But this blue sweater has kind of a little accent to it. I don't know if you guys caught it. It's very fun. It gets hidden in her hair a lot, but she's got little rainbow stripes on the yes. shoulder. I and love I think it's just, I love it. Yes. She looks great. It's just such a fun little pop because we see her in like blue sweater after blue sweater after blue sweater. And so it's nice. We literally saw her in a blue sweater two episodes ago. This is clearly a different sweater. It's really fun, and I believe that she chose Docs because Rory did give her an option of two different shoes, and I think that she comes down in big black boots, which we love. Moving on, when we see Rachel, Rachel is in the diner, and as one is wont to do in Luke's diner, you wear plaid. She's wearing a red plaid. It looks to me, it's probably hers. It doesn't look quite big enough for Luke to wear, but you know, who knows? Maybe it's Luke's from his teenage years. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, who knows? Maybe she's got a drawer of clothes that are, like, hers still, and that's where the sweatshirt came from. Also, when you look at this woman, I do you picture her? I looked up to her? see if, like, he has a red one. This is the only one that mm-hmm. comes up. And it's not quite the same. Okay. Hers is a little bit more darker. Hers is um, solidly, like, red and black. I feel like that one was more red and blue. Mm-hmm. With blue yeah. accents. Mm-hmm. I cannot picture Rachel wearing that sweatshirt that we saw that was supposed gross. to be Rachel's. Yeah. Yeah, gross. I still think it looks moldy. I know it was like five years ago. She was younger. It was a different point in time. But 
I don't know. Rachel seems like a little bit too fashion forward. Too much like Luke in her fashion too style. Put at this point. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't love it. But oh, I do want to add on our shopping trips. You know, both of our Gilmore girls put on their shearling jacket. Oh yes, they do. <laughs> Lorelai's got her blue one on. Rory has her brown one on. When Luke comes down, he's obviously got his blue plaid flannel on. He looks very soft. He's got a gray t-shirt underneath. He's wearing the blue hat. Blue hat watch. And then we see Kirk. I want to <laughs> quickly touch on what Kirk is wearing. Fashion for Kirk. Kirk looks like a little business boy. Like, he's got a fully buttoned up shirt. He's got a, a tie tied all the way. And then he's got a big coat that kind of looks like a sport coat almost. And a scarf. He just looks so professional. Like at what at this point, what is he supposed to be doing with his life? I mean, he has the tie completely jobs. throws me off. Yeah, yeah. Like none of the jobs that I think of when I think of Kirk require wearing business attire. So this is just like a very fun pre-Kirk moment for me. I don't know when he sells diamond rings that he collects from old ladies that he knew friends. <laughs> oh, Kirk! This is the Kirk we want to get to. I want the quirky Kirk. When Dean shows up, he looks like Dean. He's wearing his leather jacket. It's not worth even mentioning him any longer. His floppy hair. His floppy hair, which we all should have known was bad news. Um, (laughs) When Babette bursts in, she is wearing a brown jacket and some kind of, like, fun printed shirt underneath. You guys know I love Babette's fashion. Like, Mm -hmm. Patty and Babette, I just love their vibe. And I wish we'd been able to see more of it. I know that she was just there so briefly, but I want to know what's her shirt. It's got such a cute collar. It's got like cherries or something printed on it. And then it's time to get ready for a party. And we've already touched a little bit on their outfits, but there's something that I really, really wanted to mention. And that was, we talked about a trend in the last episode that we have seen reappear already in this episode. Did either of you catch it? The giant flowers on her collar? Yes. It's the fabric flowers. Oh, yeah. We see the big fabric flower on Rory's neck on her dress. And then Lane, her entire collar in the front, is covered in these little flowers. It kind of almost creates like a lei effect, you know, like a Hawaiian floral lei. It's really cute. I think it works well. I like this better than I like the flower on the neckline um, of Rory's dress, just because it's not distracting. It kind of adds to it. Plus, I think that it works really well with Lane's little flipped out hair, like Emily mentioned. It just, the whole look is really put together. It's fun. It's flirty. And then Rory's dress. So Rory's dress is like a sheer mesh with a pink floral overlay. And it looks like she's wearing it over like a red or a deep pink slip. She had said earlier in the episode that she was going to borrow something from Lorelai, but like we said, we don't think this is something Lorelai would wear. This seems a little bit too young for Lorelai. But we do know that Lorelai lends her the necklace, and it's a little necklace with almost a choker with some little drop-down beads. It's really cute. Yes. I like these. What do you guys think? I love that necklace. Like, I wish I, I had it. I do, too. I yeah. love the simplicity of it. Mm-hmm. It's like a perfect accent piece. Yes. It's like the perfect kind of necklace when you want to... Yeah, add without detracting. Mm-hmm. And Lane also has a pretty necklace on, but it kind of gets lost between the big flowers and the flippy hair. Yeah. 
obviously, we also have the Chilton Girl outfits. So, if you're watching, uh, actually, before we get to Chilton, I do want to touch on Suki and Jackson. Jackson, this is the most dressed up we've seen him, besides, obviously, the date to the fancy restaurant. He's in a collared shirt. I feel like or, his hair looks a little longer in this episode. Yes, it definitely does. He looks like he has more hair. Yeah. Um, his beard also looks kind of fuller. He just looks hairier. <laughs> I'm here for it. But like, I feel like that just makes me feel like he went to a full-on barber to prepare for the day and got like Aww. fully groomed head to toe. And Suki okay. is just like head, yeah. head to neck to get prepared for this date. <laughs> and as we pointed out earlier, Suki, Melissa, looks gorgeous. She really does. Her hair is down. Her bangs look cute. I love, it looks to me like she's got a black cardigan on over like a black camisole. And then she has one of those fabulous Suki skirts. It's all Mm -hmm. print and multicolored. But like the cut is super flattering on her. And when she and Lorelai are standing next to each other at the doors and talking, I just kept thinking, Melissa looks incredible. Like, whoever is styling her is styling her for her body type, and she just looks phenomenal. I love the highlights in her hair. She has some, like, golden highlights. I just love her hair. Beautiful. Yeah. She looks incredible, and I'm happy for them. Because they're obviously, you know, they're fighting, but it's a good fight. And also (laughs) those double doors into the kitchen, I love those. (laughs) I think it's so pretty. Not not fashion. <laughs> Architecture. You yeah. know what else is not fashion? Louise. Max's. Max Medina's cardigan. <laughs> I have a lot of space in my heart for a grandpa cardigan. Right? The first time I saw that cardigan on Taylor, guys, go back to that episode. I thought it was cute. I said, this man rocks a cardigan. <laughs> I did not one. realize he rocks a singular A <laughs> cardigan. Um... This cardigan that Max has on, I'm sure that, like, it's a nice brand. You know, like, I'm sure that this is, like, an expensive cardigan. Mm -hmm. It's just so ugly. It's got this big fold-over rolled collar. It's, like, three or four different shades of gray. When he finally takes it off, he looks so much better. So much better. But when he opens it, I'm just like, who is this grandpa that Lorelai is pouring her heart out to? Gross. (laughs) I'll get off my soapbox. I really hated this cardigan. Uh, The rest of his outfit is like nothing to write home about. It's a long sleeve sweater. But did you hate it as much as I hated what Madeline's wearing? Madeline in her bright, bright pink top. And is she wearing green pants? Yeah. Those are green pants. So, pink and green always makes me think of the mascara. The uh, Oh, Great Lash. Yeah, yeah. Great Lash, yeah. My mom so, wears like, it. I used to wear it. Like, it was very in at It's this a good time. mascara. Pink and green. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. And it was so inexpensive. Oh, it's I a love... green shirt and pink pants. Oh, okay, even yeah. worse. <laughs> and I think the the pants are really fun. I think with a black top, maybe I would totally wear this. They know. are pink bell bottoms that have flowers embroidered down one leg. I love that vibe. I love an embroidered anything. I think it's super fun. And I love her little buns that she has. She's got these two little, they're not space buns, but they're kind of like that vibe. Yeah. And then we have Louise, 
<laughs> Can you really tell what she's wearing? Like it so I feel like it just went so quick. It she has something on underneath so she's got a uh cardigan that has faux fur trim along the collar and it's got sheer sleeves and underneath it she has something that is black with some kind of red print over top of it i don't know if it's i think it's flowers it's probably flowers i see green too Um, honestly she looks like a burned out stepmom of Rory's dress <laughs> kind of vibe. Like they even have kind of similar like necklaces. What a comparison. They do have similar necklaces. Like they have similar necklaces. It's just like where Rory looks young, Louise looks like she's trying to look older to me. You know, she's trying to look mature and like sexy. I wonder I if they Rory had her without the kind of cardigan thing. Card- whatever that jacket yeah. is. I wonder if they initially had her in just the dress and it was just too similar to what Rory had on. So they had to. I don't know. I feel like that cardigan is a real statement piece. It is. Too. Like with the faux fur. Or maybe it's real fur. Honestly, it could be Angora. (laughs) And then we have Paris, which you have like these two party girls in their party outfits. And then you have Paris, who's kind of doing like a monochromatic brown thing. But I'm super here for it. She looks really pretty. I know that this isn't like a cool like party outfit, but it's giving me like Eileen Fisher kind of vibes, and I'm super down with Eileen Fisher and kind of that that whole look. So when I was looking at it, I noticed that her hair is very similar to how Rory had her hair in Concert Interruptus, right? So I kind of want like in my head, I'm like, Paris stole Rory's hairdo. She likes I'm Rory here for that. Yeah. I'm I mean, here for that. Her hair looks great too. Mm-hmm. It does, and yeah, I think she looks great. She's got tall boots that you see when she literally runs out the door. <laughs> Honestly, she's she's kind of got the vibe that Rory had for the concert, you know, with the the long jacket, and you know who doesn't match the vibe of this party in my mind. And I think it's very much like a sexist, like boys get away with doing less, dressing down. Girls have to dress up. Tristan. Tristan's just, like, rocking in a sweatshirt. He looks cute, though. He looks cute. Yeah, I mean, he's Chad Michael Murray. He looks great. He's also got a necklace on. Boys have to do much less than girls. To be fair, like, anytime Dean dresses up, it's literally a turtleneck. It's a turtleneck. A a turtleneck. (laughs) So, Uh, yeah. He's not wearing a turtleneck. And we could also touch briefly on Mean Girl Summer's dress, because I think that Summer's dress... It's very much that, like, lingerie-inspired style that comes in and out of trend. Uh, Like, I think we saw it one or two years ago. We saw that, like, lingerie kind of thing come back where people were doing, like, lingerie slip dresses or wearing, like, a lingerie-inspired camisole with jeans. This straight up looks like something that could be lingerie. It's got the sheer panels. It's got the little crisscross. I don't love it, but I also just don't like summer. to be lingerie. (laughs) Yeah. True. I mean, it's still well, pretty depends short, on what kind of lingerie you wear. <laughs> it's definitely that kind of vibe, though. Yeah. Her hair, very strong middle part. Very in trend right now. But it was not then, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I mean, everybody was doing the crisscross and the space buns and yeah. I think that's kind of all of our fashion. The only point of fashion that we have beyond that is we have Wallowing Rory. Uh, and Wallowing Rory has taken her mom's advice, and she is wearing her pajamas. She's on the couch crying. She's got the With ice cream. 
of ice cream. Yeah, her giant. <laughs> when you said jugs, I thought I boobs. That's <laughs> I was like, of ice cream. I mean, she's wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> Um, I looked at her pants. I was trying to determine what they were. It's kind of similar to the pants that, or the outfit that Lorelai had on that we determined through Emily's sleuthing were I Love Lucy pajama pants. I don't think these are I Love Lucy. They've got some kind of car on them, maybe? Anyway, it's the same kind of vibe with like a blue flannel and a print. I really like these. She looks cozy. I want them. Yeah. I'm going to have to show you guys my my blue flannel um, PJ pants that I have with dogs on them, because every time I see these girls, I think I kind of have pants like that. <laughs> Very cute. <laughs> but yeah, that is fashion. As far as my best and worst dressed, I think that best dressed, I'd probably say Rory in her party outfit. I agree. I think she looks really cute. Um, the accessories were on point. I would say Lane is a close second, just because I love how, like, free-spirited Lane is when she's out from under her mom's gaze. Mm-hmm. Worst dressed is Max Medina. It's Madeline for me. bad. <laughs> See, I would wear Madeline's outfit. I think that's the thing. Like, I love those pants. Like, if I found those pants in my size today, I would wear them. And then I guess th- those would be my item I want to steal. The pants? Yeah. Um, for Stars Hollow Speaks, I know that we got another five-star review. Yay. We got a five-star review on Apple Podcasts from Cupcake5512, and they said, I look forward to this podcast every week. I love re-watching the episodes with Sandra, Emily, and Jess. It feels like I am watching Gilmore Girls with friends, and I love their insights on the episodes. In addition to recapping the show, they include information on the clothes, books, references, and even coffee consumed in each episode. If you are a Gigi fan, you will love it. Thank you so That's much. such a nice review, and I like that it's informative. Yeah. It's I super it. informative. And we appreciate this so much. The <laughs> The reviews on Apple Podcasts, it's just that seems to be really the trick to getting more eyes on your podcast. Yes. So we appreciate you guys so much taking a couple of minutes. Even if you don't want to write a full review, just going and giving us a five-star rating, like, please, so it really helps us. It is really helpful um, and really appreciative. I'm, I'm really, like, that was such a nice review and it made my day. Yeah, at this uh, at this time, at the time of recording, we have a 4.7 on Apple Podcasts and we're super proud of that. Yes. Um, and the more, you know, five-star ratings and reviews that we get the higher that goes so thank you guys my mom was asking me the other day like oh how's the podcast going like is anybody listening i was like well mom let me tell you (laughs) 200 people (laughs) average listen yeah so yeah thank you for that review and as always you can email us or hit us up on instagram i usually put out like a little story that says like hey we're recording this episode uh, so keep an eye out for those. But otherwise, the final bit of the show, coffee intake. It was a tough episode. Did they do coffee? It was a tough episode, but Rory's not a coffee drinker yet. Yeah. Not like Lorelai is. So uh, they did go for coffee, for Luke's, obviously. Now, they get served a cup of coffee each. Mm-hmm. Lorelai does not drink a sip of this coffee. She Doesn't re- she hold it to her mouth and then she looks out? But maybe she doesn't drink. 
what I mean is she doesn't take a deep drink. Like, if okay, it, if she it literally sip, sips it. Okay. It was a sip. They go back to the table, and the cups are now empty. <laughs> and Luke comes over and gives Lorelai a refill, not Rory. Hmm. Uh, so if we're considering both of those cups drink, even though they're probably empty, two for Lorelai and one for Rory. That's tricky, because we did see those cups get filled. Yes. Yeah. And we didn't really cut away from them too much during their time at Luke's. So it's a bit tricky. Clearly, when Luke goes outside to confront Dean, Lorelai picks up her mug. That's after the refill. (laughs) Oh, that's after the refill? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, because it's after Luke approaches. Yep. So at some point... Lorelai chugs a cup of coffee in 0.2 seconds. <laughs> yep. I mean, she had to fight for that coffee. And I looked really like intensely to see if Rory got a refill. She does not get a refill. Uh, but her cup is also empty. Not even empty, like, oh, there's dreads of coffee left. No, it's just completely <laughs> empty. clean. Yeah, they're completely <laughs> clean. <laughs> there's nothing in them. Well, I trust your count, Sandra. I think that we can go with your count. So, two for Lorelai, one for Rory. Yeah. Well, I mean, they done broke up, guys. The whole breakup has happened. Let's see how long it lasts. Oh, wait. (laughs) But, guys, we're in episode 17, right? This is episode 17. We're almost done with season one. That's crazy. It is. So, thank you for everyone for listening to all of these episodes. Everyone who stuck with us from the beginning to now. Keep listening. We're going to keep doing them. There's only four yes. episodes left this season. Oh my god! Twenty-one episodes. I'm so proud of us. Yeah, <laughs> guys, this takes a lot of time and yeah. effort, and so we're really grateful to everybody who is tuned in and shared and everything. So yes, thank you Thanks. so much. I've had so much fun doing this so far, and it's so much fun to see the comments, the reviews, the posts on Reddit, on Instagram the messages that come in like every single time it just makes my day every time we get one so yeah we're building a community you know there are names that we bring up now like oh taisha oh carrie you know we just like have these people that we talk about because (laughs) you guys respond to us and we love that yes so uh with that in mind i was sandra i and my two co-hosts this is emily and i'm jess and we'll see you in the next episode bye bye Hey guys, thanks so much for listening today. Please feel free to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at townmeetingpod or shoot us an email at townmeetingpod at gmail.com. We love to hear from you guys.